0: Hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags.
1: This thing right here yeah, is from yeah, my people's there. in
2: the <laughs> street. <laughs> yes, yes, today, yes, yes, today, you know, as we start to show, this one mic. I have decided to skip college and take my talent to the NBA. Jerry West told me
1: greatness lies ahead for this young man. be Bryant!
0: The kid, seven double-doubles, eighty-one point game history at Staples Center. Kobe Bryant at the buzzer. Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest of all time. Like we'll right we'll NBA Most Valuable Player we'll Award. Do it.
2: Someone I just always want to be like. He meant so much to me as a player. And it's the reason why I play the game the way I play the game. His impact is everlasting. I love everything about this game. So for me, it's not a part of life, it is life. And uh, it's truly a part of me. At the age of 41, Kobe Bean Bryant died much too soon in a tragic helicopter crash. This fatality also claimed the life of his 13-year-old daughter, Gigi, who had her eyes set on uh, pursuing a scholarship at UConn. Um, She wanted to continue the legacy of her family and her father um, playing in the WNBA. Uh, We also have learned that uh, the crash claimed the life of uh, Orange County baseball coach John Antabelli, his daughter, Alyssa, who I believe was a teammate of Gigi's, and wife, Carrie, Bryant won five NBA championships, 18 All-Star, it was, uh, it was 18 All-Star games, 15 time All-NBA All-Star, 12 time member of the All-Defensive Team, uh, NBA Most Valuable Player in 2008. Most importantly, um, he is someone who is uh, beloved, um, not only in the NBA, but all over the world. Uh, he's one of those figures that um, uh, impact is uh, felt uh, globally. Um, uh, his uh, former teammate and brother Shaq said there's uh, there's no words to express the pain I'm going through with this tragedy of losing my niece, Gigi, and my brother, Kobe Bryant. I love you, and you will be missed. My condolences go out to the Bryant family and the families of the other passengers on board. I'm sick right now. Uh, I think that rings out um, all over the NBA, those feelings. I, I know when I heard it um I was blown away. I thought it was, I thought it was uh, a prank. I thought it wasn't real. Um, I've had a chance to connect with some of my close friends and folks. Uh, um, uh, Dr. Damon Williams, who you'll hear in this uh, talk series that we'll be doing, who is a Laker fan, a Kobe fan. And you can hear the plane in his voice. Um, his, uh, his effect transcends sports, um, which in my mind is the definition of icon. And so um, the, 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 title of this show was intended to be called Can I Share My Pain With You? And um, we were supposed to talk about our own personal sports uh, story or uh, story of a team that we root for. It was a painful moment, and um, uh, we did not have to change the title uh, for this show uh, as we want to spend a little bit of time just reflecting on uh, uh, Kobe and what his life meant, uh, not only in sports, but just uh, what he's meant to us in terms of from a title standpoint. So... I'm here with my host, uh, co-host, um, uh, Darnell and Hank. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll start with you, Hank. Um, you know, um, I just want what's your response. I, I don't know what else to say. I'll, I don't know. We're all kind of reeling right now, but you know, uh, you know, what did you, what did you think when you heard it? What, where are you at right now?
1: You know, um, Let me tell you something, and just for everybody listening out there, and I do have a tribute for him, and I'll drop the mic, but this was such a surreal, you know, thing to happen today. This was one of those where you say, I remember where I was at. And because you're absolutely right, It, it was when the news came across, you just knew it was fake. Nobody wanted to hear anything, wanted to believe anything that tragic. You know, and uh, just just what what Kobe Bryant meant to the NBA. Uh, what Kobe Kobe Bryant to me, you know, was what I would call like the Derek Jeter of basketball. You know, just a really good guy, won championships, did did everything, just on the on the up and up. And like again, you know, just a uh, a hard player, not a hard person. Uh, not to like, and and when you hear this, and then you hear that his daughter, also, you know, tragically, you know, uh, perishes in this helicopter crash, it's like, you know, you don't have to be a fan of Kobe Bryant to just, you know, just say this is just, this is this is just tragic. And I say that because it is almost as if as though a family member uh, or a distant family member. know automatic just 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 dies and it's like what happened and you know that they were doing well you know they were feeling well you thought they were doing okay and then something like this happens you just life is just so precious and it's just so thin and anything can happen at any time and just this is one of those times and it's just I can't the only words that I can really describe it is just just extremely extremely sad
2: you know the uh... The the irony of all this is, is he was on the way to uh, uh, a game at the Mamba Academy. His daughter was playing. He he, was—he's a coach. Um, You know, one of the things that was uh, amazing was that um, uh, I think it was uh, Lloyd Pierce, uh, the uh, the the Hawks coach, said. um, I think I think he said this was that. it was so amazing. You, you never have, he's never seen someone who went from being so competitive to changing his whole perspective, not, not the non-competitiveness, but his impact on just shifting on this kind of teaching, like this kind of 180 in terms of being single focused to community and global focused, um, in a way that was, you know, loving him in terms of uh, with his family, the work he was trying to do to have an impact globally. Um, And I think part of that is just Kobe's uh, uh, focus on being excellent. And if excellence has an impact, whatever he could do to kind of do that um, would be what he would focus on. And whatever he's going to focus on, he's going to, whether it was being a good parent, working with his daughter, or whatever it is, he was going to try to be the best at it. Um, and that commitment uh, to getting there and getting everybody there to the game and being part of it with the kids um, uh, is all a part of this this story. Darnell, it's 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 really interesting because you know your generation and I'm watching young people who come from your generation and who are in the league who are in the way they're reacting because you know uh, you know Kobe was well on his career by the time some most of these young guys come in the league like he's retired. Uh, but the impact you could see on it, you know, from your generational perspective, what was it like when you heard this and, you know, how are you feeling?
3: Well, you said you didn't, you thought it was a prank, you thought it was a joke. I still yeah. don't think it's real. I can't, I can't, like, I um know, Completely known to the situation. It hasn't really set in yet. But um, Kobe Bryant was, um, he was my first favorite basketball player, because, um, he was, he was drafted the same year I was born, so my very first basketball member was Kobe Bryant in the 2001 NBA Finals against um, Allen Iverson in the 60s. So my fandom of Kobe Bryant goes way, way back, through, through the earliest I've ever known of the game of basketball. And last night, the it phone was, it was ringing. Somebody's calling. probably my uh, uncle's trying to talk about Kobe right now. But <laughs>
2: <I> <laughs> that's why we're the real sports guy. Real yeah, that's right.
3: Yeah, man. But, um, it's <sighs> so just awful. But, um, no, know, Kobe, what uh, was my first basketball memory? Was was uh, Kobe Bryant in 2001. And I was just talking, ironically enough, um, the other day on Twitter but, um Kevin Richards. He was talking about um, he. Um, it was a topic about what was our favorite basketball memory. And he said the 2004 finals on the Pistons one, right? And I remember telling him, I was like, um, I was like, I was too young to uh, really appreciate that team because that, that team plays my style of basketball that I, love to t- that I love to watch. But I couldn't appreciate it at the time because I was young, and I was, I was just a huge Kobe fan. And, yeah. And yesterday, yesterday was the day um, LeBron passed um, Kobe and the all-time scoring list, and I think he was there at the game. And it's just – No, yeah the, the ur-
2: yeah, the irony was he, he decided not to come because he wanted LeBron to have that moment. But oh, he didn't like, but when you listen to LeBron like weave his um his experience with Kobe from the time he was in high school <laughs> when Maverick drove him up to uh Philadelphia they were playing uh, OKL, playing against Carmelo drove him up <coughs> to Philadelphia to his, uh, to his hotel so he could meet him you know you know and then kind of weaving it through the career it, it, it's just crazy that that was like less than 24 hours ago Right, Kobe had a post on his face on um, Twitter, you know, send a message out to LeBron, and so, you know, it was like this whole different trajectory of the conversation uh, was happening. I one of my moments I remember, I remember when he that, when, when he when he took them four three pointers down the stretch was against Utah, and I was like, this cat has no fear. He missed the first one, he missed the next one. I'm thinking he he has no fear, and then when you have Shaq tell the story later, it was like. He's the only one who really wants to take the shot. The young man was the only one who really wanted to take the shot. And that right there said he wasn't afraid to fail. And so much in life is your, your ability to uh, not be frozen by the idea of failure. Like success only can come through your ability to uh, bounce back from failure because that's where the learning moments happen. And no one, leaned into that more than Kobe um, and you saw that publicly he was not afraid to do it and that allowed him to build towards those those moments you know uh, I was gonna go with you Hank about just about um, you know generationally when you think about when people pass away you know I thought about um, when Thurman Munson passed away you know I thought about uh, when Roberto Clemente passed away,
0: in mm-hmm. some ways
2: it was similar. Like, like I remember when Thurman Munson passed away. I remember being young and just the impact it had on me as a young person. Um, you know, I love Thurman. I love me some Thurman Munson. Um, and I, you know, I think I hear about old old heads talk about when Roberto Clemente passed away. You know, doing basically, uh, you know, uh, he wanted to go along. He was do, always doing aid always sending food, always sending supplies, and he would go along with it because he wanted to make sure everything was done and died on one of those trips uh, where he was doing work to kind of serve others um, and just how people were heartbroken uh, when Clemente died. Can you think of any other moment like this?
1: You know what? <clears throat> you made a a, a, tre- a tremendous uh, comparison with Roberto Clemente. Because, see, when Roberto Clemente died, for those who didn't know, he was going to help the the, the victims of the Nicaragua uh, uh, earthquake in Managua. And the thing was, he was just still that player. He was Roberto Clemente. He was still playing, in fact, with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And he his plane went down uh, over the ocean and was, never, and was never found. His body was never recovered. And I remember as a kid uh back then when you know I love Roberto Clemente and I remember as a kid just kept oh, just like today it can't be true it won't be true they're going to find him and everything is going to be all right and and so I can I can really empathize with 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 folks like like Darnell's like this can't be real everything is going to be all right I'm going to wake up from this and the same thing you're talking about Thurman Munson he was still playing the Yankees was winning championships and then that tragic uh plane accident uh crash where he was actually flying. Uh the only other thing uh w- 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 probably was was a lesser extent was the young pitcher from the Florida Marlins. Uh oh, yeah. and and uh that that since you brought it up, that died tragically several years ago uh in the boating accident right when he was in his prime when it just mm-hmm. it was just such a tragedy and it was just such a shock. But just someone with the with the magnitude with the cachet with the legend that was Kobe Bryant. You know, you've you've got to go back uh, a a long, long time and Roberto Clemente is the only thing that, that even comes close to mind to something like this where it's just a, a a unrealistic um tragedy. You 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 probably could find more of a um comparison when you look into entertainment. You know, when you think about the Jimmy Deans, or you think about uh, even Aaliyah or or uh, uh, Left Eye. Yeah, Yeah.
2: So
1: yep. you know, you those those sort of things, you know, probably you know jumps out more to to this generation where you know you've just got somebody out there young. Um, you you just see the potential. With Kobe, it was just going to be his uh, philanthropic, uh, where he was going that way, um, just where he was becoming a a a renaissance man, if you will. In his career after basketball, that that you saw with him, that all of a sudden it's like what just happened, and it, t- it takes the air out of you because he is so well known, and again so well like, you know like and, and, and dare I say more so, off off the court, now with people versus what he was doing with the with the Lakers. It's just you know it, it's that kind of feeling. It's like you're you're sucked dry. It's like what happened. This is not supposed to happen. Um, you go back to when when uh, Prince passed away suddenly, or Michael Jackson. You're talking about that level of of shock, okay? Where you just don't expect these type of characters to just become human beings and die, and that's kind of where we are with this. Is there there was no heads up? There was we're going about our Sunday, doing what we do, and then we get this just 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 spine tingling just news just stops you in your tracks, and there's just no way that you can really process this need in, in any kind of way. That's the way I look at it.
2: You know, one of the things I, I wanted to talk like, you know, I remember um, you know, a lot of the, the conversations is we were looking at kind of the transition of, uh, of high school to, you know, the whole one-and-done conversation, and, you know, we, we kind of did a historical analysis of it, and, you know, we had that, that period with Kobe and you know, you talk about KG and think about what was interesting about Kobe because a lot of the, it was framed around this hardship piece. What was interesting about Kobe is, um, you know, this is a person who was, you know, you know, um, came from a pretty uh, solid financial family, um, lived in Europe. This cat s- spoke multiple languages, and when you think about that background and his impact on basketball. You know the fact that he was on the court in the olympics speaking the focus in their native language like in a way that endured him i mean you hear people like Embiid, you hear people like luca and some of these folks these european players and african players you know link their drive to kobe but i think part of that drive was that um the way in which he endeared himself to the international community through his embracing of language right he was and it, it was like he, he was this different kind of one to dude, right? He's, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, uh, from high school to, uh, to to NBA kind of person that he still seemed like he, he was um, someone who had experienced life, right? And and how that ex- impacts the game in terms of it. He's the first one to go to and try to really expand the game in China. Um, and that was, I think part of that was his just his comfort in that more international, global space. Sometimes more comfortable than you know. A lot of his struggles early on in being well respected in terms of g- kind of urban culture, right? You know, he had to, he had to, he, he's always seemed like he was chasing. Like he was doing the album, you know. He had to he did play ball at Rucker trying to get his street credibility. But in that global space, you know, he seemed to naturally flow, and that did so much for expanding the game globally. Um, What do y'all think about that when you think about his presence in terms of that global market, given the way he grew up? I'll I'll go with you, uh, uh, Darnell.
3: What do I feel about his, um, like, I don't know. He's a very unique person. Like, um, he's one of a kind, one that's truly going to be missed, but, um,
2: I don't. I don't really. do think that I have an answer for you, man. You
1: know what I'm I'll move over to Hank on that
2: He's one. I know you had a chance to watch Morgan, huh?
1: Yeah, I guarantee. I think that that's what expands his popularity. You know, yeah. off off the basketball court, and, and I think that where you could take uh, Kobe Bryant, okay, and on the basketball court you can always have the comparisons with the Jordans you can have the comparisons with the LeBron Jameses you can have the comparison with any with the with any other uh great basketball player and you can sit there and you can categorize it by the name on the front of the jersey okay and you can go back and forth on that i think what you're talking about is what he did off the court is what really you know uh changed the the, the persona of one kobe bryant that, that he did, like you're saying, all these different things he did across seas. The simple thing, the fact that people started to view him as an active father, you know, with his daughter. The fact that, you know, he was such a great ambassador for the game that, that, that again, he became just he, – he, you could almost say he became another sort of face for the league. He became just that guy that was a legend in his own time, but he was a likable one, you know yeah. there there's there, there's guys that you can say that you know even to this day, even to this day you can you can use guys like a michael jordan you can you can say that there's people right now as great as Michael Jordan was there's people who can't stand him, you know, present company included, but you can say, but you can't say that so much about a Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant became again such a likable uh a personality. For the league, when you saw him on TV and stuff, he he had that smile. He just looked so relaxed. Um, like I said, the things he was doing across the world. When you look and see some of the people that are offering condolences, this is from all over the world. I think uh, 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 Netanyahu from Israel, you know, offered his condolences today. I mean, I mean, that's that's international. Okay, that's that's international what he has there, and and that is what I think really transcends his whole character, his whole uh, legend, you know, was that he was able to do that. Um, the only other player that I could think of that has that had that kind of uh, 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 thing was you could you could say a Muhammad Ali to a certain degree, even though he had some abrasiveness, but even a Kareem Abdul Jabbar, player like that, that you know became. A, a a different type of character once they left the court, but still, when you look at Kobe today, he, he has a He had a likability about him that even if you were uh, didn't didn't care for him as a player because of who he played for, or, or even what, what what his personality was, because it had to be, you know, you found yourself liking him off the floor.
2: Yeah, and I, you know, what's um... One of the things that you, you talked about, you know, even his advocacy of, of women, you know, the, uh, WNBA just uh, uh, what I what I would say uh, laid out a landmark uh, collective bargaining agreement for uh, the basketball players um, in terms of salary, in terms of support for leave. And Kobe was an advocate for the WNBA because you need allyship uh, when you're trying to push this kind of stuff. And he was very strong in pushing and supporting. Uh, the WNBA as well and so it was just you know ironically you have you have this announcement of this landmark deal I mean when you think about across any in terms of redefining what it means to be elite and be a woman elite in sports I mean WNBA redefining that um, and I know he played a, a role in it. so that announcement comes out you have LeBron and then you have this this tragedy happened just around this um uh and watch this uh, watches, uh Interview he was doing with Jimmy Kimball, um, talking about his his daughter and, and and as he's walking around with her and people say you got to have a son to carry your legacy and, and she was basically telling people I got that you know it's like that that support that you have for something like that um, is amazing and and you know a lot of times the real sports guys we talk about you know the importance of transcending sports the power of sports in terms of its greater impact on society and he was just now transitioning to that the greatest part of loss that I felt today was what we weren't going to get because I thought he was only getting started.
1: Yeah.
2: I thought he was yeah. only getting started. The the lives he was going to be able to change because I thought he was, he was building a global vision
1: that he and was. I Go ahead. And I think that's why there was such a collective, you know, worldwide a uh, sense of just loss and despair. This wasn't just another athlete. Okay? I think with, I think a lot of people, you know, echo your sentiments, uh, Devon, that, that they there was there was there was more greatness to come from Mamba and people could feel it, they could sense it. You didn't have a problem seeing uh Kobe Bryant on T V all the time because of what he was doing. And and I think that when you when you have a loss like this, when you have such a tragedy, you just feel like Oh, there was just so much more. There was just so much more that we were going to be privy to. And, and, and now that's gone. And that's, and that again, is just raw sadness.
2: Yeah. Well, Hey, you know, uh you know, we probably, it's probably going to be part of our conversation for, um, uh, <laughs> for a while. Um, uh, because there are going to be moments where we're going to be reflecting, uh, on, you know, what he meant. You know, I thought in some prayers go out to his family, um, uh, you know, just I can't imagine what uh Vanessa's going through um, the family is going through, obviously, Laker Nation um, and just NBA. But, um, you know, uh, this is somebody this. I think there's a piece of us who love the game and love what it means to compete. Uh, we all have a piece of us gone. Uh, we're going to close out. Uh, the only way we know how is with our uh, with, the, with the with the with the patriarch of the of, of the crew. Uh, I'm gonna drop the mic with Hank.
1: Thank you, guys, and uh, I I really appreciate this particular drop the mic. I had to write this down because I wanted to really put my 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 words clearly because I want folks to understand when I say this. <clears throat> a Kobe Bryant, <clears throat> I wasn't a Kobe fan for the right reasons. When Kobe Bryant and the Lakers were winning back-to-back championships, I despised him. When he scored over 80 points in the game, I called him selfish. When he he proclaimed himself the Black Mamba and changed his jersey number, I called him arrogant and self-centered. I wasn't a Kobe fan because I was a fan of a different team that wasn't winning. I was envious. I was jealous. I was a fan that wanted all that Kobe Bryant was on the court for my team, and I couldn't have it. And I despised him for his greatness. Unfortunately, sometimes that's what fandom is. We despise what we can't have. However, beyond fandom, I admired Kobe Bryant for who he was. He was dedicated and loyal to his team for 20 years. He he was dedicated to his family and he was an ambassador to the league, and he was dedicated to his legacy and what he was going to leave behind. And I admired the type of ambassador that he became for the NBA. And his off-court personality made him a hard person not to like. He will truly be missed. Today is a day of great sadness for the Bryant family and for the nation. My prayers go out to his wife and his children. In the game that is basketball, Kobe and his Lakers made many a team look inferior, and I, like many fans, yearned for his type of greatness for my team, and since I couldn't have it, I wasn't a fan of his, but today, today, I am so thankful for his greatness. I'm a fan of his, and like so many people around the world, I am devastated by today's news, yet... I consider myself fortunate to know that I was able to experience such a great player throughout his career. And like many opposing fans, I can admire, respect, and despise him all at the same time. Rest in peace, Kobe and Gianna Bryant. God bless.
0: hmm you can stay one step ahead of stinky and for bigger jobs try the superior strength of hefty large black bags hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low